Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Let me see if Chris Dem agrees with my theory from yesterday. And this is only a feeling. This is entertainment-based. I think the Barbie movie is going to be a big flop. I don't think it's going to do well. Because Oppenheimer will take all the sales? Maybe. They're coming out on the same day. Yeah. And they've uh, Oppenheimer, we learned this yesterday, is promising lots of nudity and sex. Prolonged. <laughs> Prolonged nudity and sex. Look, we thought the item bomb story would hook you, but how about full <laughs> frontal nudity? You know, I said that. I said, isn't that mixing? The story of the atom bomb? It's a real... I, I, there, there's naked people. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Well, now, so I said that yesterday. I made that statement when you weren't here. I said, that I don't think the Barbies movie is mm-hmm. going to do it. Dave Aiken said, boy, I sure want to see it, which surprised <laughs> me. I have to say it surprised me. And then B.B. Shea. Uh, Margot Robbie than yeah, I guess. Gosling. I guess. And B.B. Shea sitting right where you did said, boy, I'm interested in it. I can't wait to see it. And mm-hmm. Biggie said, it's getting great reviews. And it's PG-13. <laughs> it's an adult. And then the TV had everybody who's anybody talking about it. It's like, eh, am I going to have pink everywhere? Had I yes, mm-hmm. had I just reversed Kelly Curse the Barbie movie, and now today uh, I'm seeing Billie Eilish is in the movie or has a song in the movie, and she's talking about the reason she decided to do a song in the movie was she saw it and said, "This is the greatest thing I think I've ever seen." The movie is like it's fun and it's wild and it's like satire and stuff, but. There's some real, there's some real stuff in this movie that I was really um, moved by, and I feel really excited for people to see it and like get feelings, you know. Apparently, the, it, when you see it, you get, as she said, you get the feeling. Get feelings. You, know, you get the feeling. <laughs> I think I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and, and forgive me if you guys have covered this already, but when Margot Robbie goes to a different premiere, she wears a literal Barbie outfit. Oh, she does. To each one. I mean, an actual Barbie mm-hmm. outfit made human size. I oh. saw a uh, montage of all the photos, mm-hmm. and it's impressive. It is. I mean, whoever did it has, or is dressing or is doing it right. It's got flop written all over it. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> one of my, I, I can't, I, I'm no good at predicting movies, but I did see that The Onion said it took her almost 30 minutes to look like Barbie every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good-looking woman. Oh yeah. my God! The Almost most thirty minutes the, in that. Chair. I, I yeah. think currently the most gorgeous woman on on Taking film. A breath. I mean, yes, yeah, just gorgeous. Uh, Scott Disaster written all over it. <laughs> oh yeah, those two Gosling and Margot Robbie. I don't know about this. Uh, yeah. One other thing about it: women apparently, and this is where Dave Aiken came up with something yesterday. Women on TikTok, apparently there's a scene in the movie where Barbie, Margot Robbie, steps out of her high heel shoes, but her feet remain in that position in that as, pose. as a Barbie doll. The doll's feet are like that, right? Correct, yeah. So people on TikTok are challenging themselves to do that. <laughs> Barbie walk. And breaking their ankles. And so <laughs> doctors are warning, don't do it. And then Dave Aiken said, or do. <laughs> Who cares? Do it if you want to do yeah. it. Billie Eilish also weighed in on all the celebrities, the singers that are being hit with things when they're on stage. And she says, it's been happening to me for years. I've been getting hit on stage with things for like literally six years. I don't know why. <laughs> this is like new. You know, people just get excited and it, it can be dangerous. They're also not trying to hit they're the person. They're never trying to hit. I mean, sometimes they are, but like it's absolutely infuriating when you're up there they're not throwing like tomatoes and the orange they're not no they're not is that her brother it's her brother that uh they collab brother yeah they they he's like her producer yeah, yeah. they write all their songs together right. yeah. yeah so she said it. she never uh gets angry when they throw stuff on stage in fact she said i understand why people want to do that they want to become more part of the show i have like 
like mixed like, feelings about it. I, because when you're up there, it blows. But it's like you know it's out of love, and they're just trying to give you something they, you know, you're in like a vulnerable position. Um, but I've been getting hit with stuff for like years. Didn't Harry Styles yeah. get hit? He did. In the he's, eye. He's the latest that got hit. In the head with yep. a temple with a phone. Yep, that's right. He's the latest to get hit. Of course, the the BB Rexa got hit. And then Adele said, I dare you to throw anything at me. I still think the, the strangest one, and it didn't get a lot of play, is that someone threw dead ashes at Pink. Yeah, really. Like yeah. Grandma's yeah. ashes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty... <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these? I think it's only because BB Rexa had her Stitches. injury, yeah. or else the Pink story, I think, would have gone more, mm-hmm. would have been bigger. What would you like me to do with this? <laughs> I don't know. I just just shake to... it on the front row. I mean, what yeah. would you? What do you do? <laughs> she you loved you. Go, I know. Yeah. Throw it at the drummer. I I think I'd be flattered if I were Pink. If somebody had thrown their grandma's ashes. Well, I mean, I, to to Billy Eilish's brother's point, I don't think most people try to injure That's the. Right. I agree. Performer. I agree, but I do think the BB Rexa person might have been because they were talking about. I think I can hit her. I don't think they're trying to injure. I think they maybe are trying to hit. I think most people just want them to uh, accept their gift or their sure. phone and mm-hmm. do the the turnaround and the selfie, that kind of thing. This is the Tom Holland story. The last time we talked about him, now he played Spider-Man to great acclaim and has recently been in a television show, and he said he had to take a year off after it because he gave so much to it. It just left him drained, so he's taking a year. He has not had a drink this year and mm. said that it has made him feel about a thousand times better. This is why he decided not to drink. I didn't one day wake up and say, I'm giving up drinking. I just, like many Brits, had had a very, very boozy December. And I decided to just give up for January. I just wanted to do dry January. All I could think about was having a drink. And it just really scared me. So I sort of decided to punish myself and say, I'll do February as well. I'll do two months off. Two months go by and I was still really struggling. So I decided that I would wait until my birthday, which is June 1st. I said to myself, if I can do six months without alcohol, then I can prove to myself that I don't have a problem. And he did, which is really only five months. I didn't want to call him on it, but June 1st being his birthday Mm. means he got through the first five months of the year without alcohol. And then after that happened, and this interview was just the other day, he said, yeah, I got to June and uh, I just kept on going. By the time I had got to June 1st, I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. I could sleep better. I could handle problems better. I felt healthier. I felt fitter. And I just sort of said to myself, like, why am I enslaved to this drink? Why am I so obsessed by the idea of having this drink? It's honestly been the best thing I've ever done. I'm a year and a half into it now. It doesn't even cross my mind. When I heard him speaking like that, I considered challenging our own Dave Aiken to give up the drink for six months mm-hmm. or a year. To or until s- his birthday. Which is who knows when. <laughs> yeah. Is it next month? <laughs> Sometime. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Can he give it up until he's got about 30 days left till his birthday? But, but you I'm, know, I, I'm not going to do that. I know the reaction no. I'd get to that. I know oh. he put up, you know, he put the bars up. He'd put up the, you know, the shields and said, no, yeah. I'm not going to do but it. But I also so. think when celebrities do this, mm-hmm. it's like, kind of setting themselves up for in six months when they catch him having a beer. It's going to be like, oh, well, look who's getting drunk again, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe. And there was also something, I'm not sure if you guys picked up on it, in the first Tom Holland clip that mm-hmm. sounds a lot like Chris Kelly. Mm-hmm. You love the denial, the pain. <laughs> That's right. Did you hear him? He said he had a boozy December, mm-hmm. like most Brits. Mm-hmm. And then in January, he had a really hard time. And he thought, let me get through January. Yeah. And then February, that's what he I said. I love the pain. Now, I'll say, I'll tell you this. I haven't had a drink this year either. And it's not because of any kind of alcohol issue that I have. Please clap. 
<laughs> Listen, I don't want to. Did a ripple go through the room? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and say I'm better than anybody else. I haven't had a drink this year. Mm-hmm. Please clap. <laughs> because I started the year on a weight loss challenge at the gym and cut out alcohol. Didn't have any. I don't drink that much anyway. Plus, because my kitchen was in disrepair, we didn't have a Super Bowl gathering where I would usually drink. Then we get into, I don't know, April or May, and I do a new weight loss thing, a new plan where they don't, they suggest no alcohol. So I haven't had, so I just haven't had mm-hmm. any alcohol this year. And I'm like Tom Holland, you know, I feel fantastic. Hey, I feel edibles uh, get it I there. Feel fantastic. There. Now listen, okay, yeah. Now will he take an edible? Go do an edible. Yeah, sure. I've had a few gummies. I'll do an edible. I yeah, who won't? I'm California sober, as they say, <laughs> and it worked for Miley Cyrus and Tom uh-huh. Holland, and it's working for me. Sure. There's another, this is a celebrity, more of Chris Dim's era, Alice Cooper, who also was commenting on this and said, yeah, I had to find a healthy addiction because he knew he had an addictive personality. And what did he find? This is many years ago. It's got to be golf. Golf. That's right. When I came out of the hospital, I said, I've got to find something that's going to take up my time rather than sitting around watching television. Because then they put you in a position where you start thinking, well, I better have a drink, you know, while I'm sitting here. So I took up golf. I live in Arizona. I get up every morning and play 18 holes of golf. And, you know, I'm like a four handicap, you know, so I, I play every day. I had to find an addiction that wasn't going to kill me. All my other addictions were killing me. <laughs> he had been in a sanitarium for 30 days, came out, you know, trying to get sober. And golf, he says, saved his life because he wanted an addiction that was healthy and healthy for that's him been at least 25 years mm, right? yeah so that's what he did he found golf and mm-hmm. that's that's his thing totally i mean he's always been into that uh for my umbiolic yes it's meditation ah. it's healthy eating and meditation i don't care about her <laughs> what's stressing her people like weather dave yes let's see what she, yep this is all about celebrities and their struggles she was asked recently on an ask me anything do you ever feel useless, irrelevant, and worthless? And she said, every day I feel useless. <laughs> I'm not finished with my question. <laughs> Do you think it's you because... You started answering before I was yeah, done. I, I think it's because of Blossom. Dave... I think it's because of Dave Aiken <laughs> that she feels yeah. useless, irrelevant, and worthless. <laughs> She says, uh, I do feel that way. Uh, from where I'm sitting, people think I have a platform and I get to talk to people. But truly, I don't ever feel like I'm doing enough. So I really feel worthless. Plus, I hear the comments <laughs> about my Jeopardy hosting, which have not been kind. Remember when she had to leave Jeopardy and Ken Jennings had to, because of the writer's yeah. strike. Uh, she didn't have to, but she volunteered, she volunteered yeah, to yeah. leave it. Everyone cheered. All the Jeopardy fans were like, good. We yeah. wanted her gone. I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, too. Dave, oh, he led, the, he led that charge. Mm-hmm. To fight those feelings, she says, I exercise, I meditate, I eat healthy, mm-hmm. and I get more centered and in a better place. But you tried meditation there for a time. Yeah. Could never do it. Yeah. Just you, your mm-hmm. mind was racing too much. Yeah. My mind just constantly moves. I, always I wish my body would, but my mind yeah. does. It's always your mind. I yeah. Read, yeah. Here's an interesting little... Uh, I can't remember where I read this. It was about um, trying, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and trying to fall back to sleep or falling asleep mm-hmm. when you have trouble. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things you're supposed to do. I, I've read one technique where you try to relax yourself from the toes up. Mm-hmm. And the other te- technique is you relax yourself from the head down. Right. It's a muscle thing. Yes. But, Biggie, to your point about medica- medication, mm-hmm. meditation, they said that repeat the mantra, don't think. 
Right. Don't think. You just mm. say you say that over and over. In your head. Don't, don't think. Don't think. Don't think. And mm. I, I, they do say. While you're, you know, trying to relax your muscles. Yeah. I've always thought meditation was poppycock, but many people swear by it. You know, oh, they yeah. do it for a half hour. These are the, the extremely wealthy. And I, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, Howard Stern. Well. Big into it. They I are. find, they I, are. I will say this, I find meditation to be something that's done by, like you said, the uber rich. Right. Or like the uber stressed out. Mm-hmm. And ones who just like, I have to take a minute to myself or I'm going to murder somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's, well, and my Bialik's probably, I'd say she's probably fairly well sure, off. She's probably comfortable. Yeah, she's doing pretty well. And that she, Call Me Cat money coming. Well, uh, I'm producing new shows now. Jeopardy. And, of course, she's on Big Bang Theory and Blossom. They're doing a reboot on Blossom. I may have to start meditating with this. With your new income? And, and with the podcast? <laughs> this podcast income. <laughs> I, it's what are you going to do with it? raining down on me, you know? I have to meditate some, I guess. We decided to call it the square in the round. Because that, that's the decision's been made yeah. without you. I, uh, uh-huh. I'm the square, and BB Shea is the round. His perfectly round head. We're uh, trying to like Google image search the symbol to make sure it doesn't secretly mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> BB Shea was afraid that it was a shout out to all white supremacists. Like it meant it was right. like a, a secret code for yeah. white supremacists. Yeah. Not that. So far, we don't think that's the case.